If you have primary school-aged kids or grandkids, make sure Vision Kids is part of their daily routine. Vision Kids! Vision Kids is a 24-7 online radio stream featuring the ever-popular Adventures in Odyssey. Hi, this is Chris. Welcome to Adventures in Odyssey. Plus other world-class radio dramas, kids' music and friendly voices. G'day, Vision Kids. Vision Kids is streaming now in the Vision app and online at visionkids.org.au. You can also tell your smart speakers to play Vision Kids Radio. If you don't already have the Vision app on your phone or tablet, you can download it for free when you search Vision Christian Media in your app store. Vision Kids. Another way we're helping the whole family look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. It's been a significant week, hasn't it? And if you've been listening to any of the conversations on 2020, you'll know that we were talking earlier this week about the future of the church in Australia and working through some of those sorts of issues that are important to us as we contemplate where we are, especially ending one year and looking forward to a new year ahead. With the challenging times that are upon us and the way that Australia seems to be moving away from a godliness to a godlessness that's affecting every element of our society. What we might be concerned about is our children. And I know someone who's been reflecting on this this week, and it's Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch, and reflecting on children, education, and the future of the West. Bill Muhlenberg, welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Bill, you've been thinking about children, but in the context of schools and the sorts of educational opportunities children have in Australia, what were your thoughts that led to the writing of your latest article? Yeah, well, often uh, things I've read or things I've actually experienced will lead me on to uh, write a new piece. That was true of a few days ago. I uh, do something I encourage all of your listeners to do every morning, begin with reading the Word and some prayer. Uh, But I usually try to do a bit of a prayer walk when I can, when the weather is good, just in the neighborhood. So the other day I was doing just that, walking around, praying about different things, praying for various people, walked past our local uh, public primary school, hearing all the kids shouting and playing outside. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I just, I just felt a strong urge. i, I got to pray for these kids. It just seemed to me that, you know, it's a public school, largely, I suppose, secular. Most of the teachers would be secular. Most of the kids would be secular or come from secular homes. So I was thinking where... In all this, all this education, where are they going to hear the gospel? Where are they going to get spiritual knowledge as well as all the stuff they're getting at the school? So I just shut up a quick prayer for them. I said, Lord, somehow get your message across to them. Some will never hear the gospel, certainly not in most public schools. So, And they're being fed so much radical leftist propaganda as well, even in primary schools. So yeah, short prayer along those lines. And uh, as I finished, their uh, public address system just went off and kids were told something about, oh, this is, I forget what, this is National uh, Aboriginal 
Pride Week that we're celebrating in schools all around the country, and I thought, well, there you go, <laughs> the very thing I prayed about. Uh, nothing wrong, of course, about knowing your your own history, but so often things like this become highly politicized, and there's all kinds of victim uh, politics taking place, and we're, we should be made guilty about our past and so on. So I thought, well, there you go, the very thing I prayed about, and I had a little another glimpse of it taking place, and that would be true of most, of course, schools all around Australia. Bill, if we say in our schools we don't talk about God anymore, then logically something comes in to fill the void. And so when you say political correctness or wokeness or all sorts of propaganda, left-leaning, godless type of agenda, that's the only thing that will come in if you leave God out of the picture. Yeah, well, that's a good point indeed. I mean, it would be one thing if all the schools from kindergarten up through the university simply done, did what they're supposed to, you know, three R's if kids can come out of high school by uh, 18 years of age, literate and numerate and, you know, can read and write, that would be fine. That, that's what they should be doing. But often they're not <laughs> coming out of school with a, much of an ability to read or write or think, but they have been filled with all the latest uh, identity politics and political correctness. So, yeah, if they were doing their job, we could say, okay, it's a public school. We don't really need God in the classroom. But as you say, it's being replaced by all kinds of other worldviews and belief systems, basically secular humanism, and they're pushing their values and their beliefs on the kids. So, yeah, it certainly uh, moved a long way from just education, and many would say now it's indoctrination. Bill, how might a prayer for our kids be answered? Uh, because expecting a bolt of lightning to come out of the blue and all of a sudden everything changes uh, isn't going to happen. Somehow or other, God uses a process by which humans are involved. How do you think a prayer like yours, how you might uh, touch the lives of these children in schools so they're shaped in a godly way, how, how could you possibly think that prayer could be answered? Yeah, good question. And, uh, well, what can be said? I did offer some uh, possibilities, ways that uh, we can proceed along those lines in my article. But one thing I didn't say in this piece, although I did say it uh, in times past, uh, actually in the same primary school is the one that my own kids, my three boys, they went there some years back. And uh, a good way, as you say, to put... Uh, feet to your prayers to make it more than just uh, wishful thinking, but to do something uh, at the time, and this is again going back, whatever, 15 or so years at least, uh, A, my wife became the student council president, and obviously she's a Christian, so that's an important position, so there she was with influence as a Christian at that local primary school. And, neato, uh, the principal happened to be a Christian as well. So, you know, um, basically a pagan school, mostly all non-Christians, but uh, a principal who was Christian, a school council president who was Christian, that actually had a fair amount of impact in so many even practical ways. I remember once 
some of the parents were talking about uh, some, you know, end of week school dance or something, and they were saying, well, let's have some kind of uh, occult or witchcraft theme for the dance. And uh, between the principal and my wife, they managed to steer that direction away and get a more uh, appropriate uh, theme for those young, impressionable children. So I would think right there, that's a very practical and very real way uh, concerned parents can do it, get involved, get on to the uh, school council or in any way you can be of help. I believe, In fact, my wife just told me there's still a Christian uh, counselor or minister who does still go in and offers prayer, counsel, or help to those who want it. So it sounds like there's still some gospel witness at that school, but yeah, that's part of the practical way, at least with our local school, we can see God at work. Bill, Christians used to have a real priority in their lives for reaching kids in schools. Uh, The religious instruction or religious education programs that used to be in every school all around the country, and those are being taken out of some states around the nation. But they realized that capturing the imaginations of children was an important foundation, not only for good citizenship, which is a real fruit of Christian faith, but it is this life of faith in Christ. And so reaching children, I wonder whether you feel like somehow or other we've lost that as a priority. What are your thoughts? Well, I think we have, and uh, we don't have a vacuum. The other side is rushed in to fill that Um In my article, I have all kinds of quite scary quotes, to be honest, Uh, whether looking at Lenin, I think he said something like, if I can have your children for four years, I can make him a Bolshevik for life. Uh, I quote secular humanists who say, uh, this is going back 80, 90 years ago already, if we can get into the classroom and capture your children Uh, They don't have a chance. They're in their little Sunday schools for one hour a week. We've got them for, what, 20 or 30 hours a week. We can easily mold their minds away from God and religion. And there's tons of quotes like that by people who actively sought to use the education system, both here and overseas, to really get control of the children and their minds, their beliefs, their values, and to turn children effectively against their own parents. So, yeah, I quote a bunch of that, and then I finish my piece by looking at some of the main options and some of the ways forward. Bill, there's some options that we might be thinking of, uh, some defensive options, and lots of listeners will be thinking, I can hear what you're saying, Bill, defensive position would be that I put my child into a Christian school or that I undertake homeschooling. An offensive option where getting on the front foot and bringing change might lead to thoughts about how reform might come to our schooling systems so that children are exposed to these issues that are faith-filled and raise up wonderful citizens. What are your thoughts for the defensive position and the offensive position here? Yes, well, I do speak to both in my uh, article, looking at the options. Uh, Again, different parents will be more open to different options. Certainly homeschooling is taking off all over here in Australia and America. A huge rise in that as the public schools get worse and worse, more and more pagan, more and more immoral, 
full of these radical, uh, you know, so-called safe schools programs and all that indoctrination, which is doing so much harm to children. Uh, yeah, a lot of parents are doing homeschooling or looking at uh, Christian schools, private schools, independent schools. Those are all options, and a parent has to weigh up the pros and cons here. Some of the private schools, of course, can be more expensive. Some parents might say, oh, I could never homeschool, although I suspect many more could than think they can. But, yeah, the other side is what can we do to reform the system? Is it still reformable? Uh, I've linked, actually, in my article to similar articles I've done on this, and there are a number of proposals, one we already mentioned, get more Christians in there, Christian teachers, Christian principals, and so on. That's got to be one obvious way to turn things around a bit. Uh, other public policy proposals, what we call the uh, voucher system, uh, give every parent a a voucher on education instead of taking all their money and taxes and demanding they go only to this or that school, give them a real educational choice. Maybe give them whatever. Uh, government gives the parent a couple thousand bucks a year to help, and they decide what they do with the money. Do you go with the state system? Do you go with the public or religious, private, independent? You know, pick, take your pick how you want to spend that government funding and give parents real choice. Right now, as you know, it's kind of double jeopardy, isn't it? If you uh, have your kids in non-public schools, you're still paying your taxes. So you're paying for all the public schools, the secular schools, whether you like it or not. And then you have to pay for whatever private or religious school you're getting uh, your kids in. So you're being, uh, you know, twice slugged. So something like this uh, educational choice system would at least make that much more equitable and fair and give parents real choice. Well, these are challenging times and good to hear some creativity there, Bill. And there might be listeners who want to think through those issues a little more deeply and take those even to a new level. And when we talk about reform in the education system, as Christians, that's one area that we would say is a real priority. How do you get faith back into a system? How do you, in some ways, be able to help families to make the choices that they want to make? Well, I'll point people to these articles that you've been writing. The one we've been talking about primarily today is called Children, Education and the Future of the West. And listeners can find it at BillMuhlenberg.com or you can simply Google Culture Watch One Word. Bill, always good getting your thoughts. Thanks so much for joining us once again today on 2020. It is always a pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.